right, uh, this is the Lone Survivalist podcast coming from the heart of the Ozarks. Uh, parts unknown, we're in a Gitmo Nation Midwest or Gitmo Nation flyover as we're about to be. Um, tonight we're coming, uh, we're, we're coming with a live episode. We thought we were going to be in here tomorrow, but we think we might do an episode tonight. And uh, we've got kind of some... Uh, some intuition or some knowledge that we want to share today and then follow up on with tomorrow. But we wanted to get some information out to you guys. Uh, you can listen to us at patreon.com backslash lone survivalist. We are doing episode three. This is episode three tonight. Uh, a couple of highlights we're going to get into. We're going to talk about the, tr- uh, the coronavirus uh, lockdowns. Uh, we're going to talk about what you need to grab or what you need to get, uh, kind of last minute, if you, you know, last minute preps. And, uh, even if you don't have a prep, uh, going on, what you need to get to, to hunker down for a couple weeks. And then we want to talk, uh, we know a lot of our listeners out there are going to be, uh, apartment dwellers. They're going to be living in, in apartments or condos or flats for some of the, uh, the, the people down in Australia where Stu comes from. So we, we don't always want to, uh, just direct our, our, uh, our medium towards those guys living in bunkers or they got the farm or they got the full prep. Uh, we want, we want to focus on everybody. Maybe you work in a cubicle, maybe you work in an office, wear a, uh, wear a suit to work. So we're going to jump right in. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Matt. Uh, Matt Tate, he's coming from American Survival Co., one of the uh, founding members of the podcast. <clears throat> Matt's going to drop in and uh, tell us some of the uh, maybe like word on the street that he's got from his prepper community. Okay. Uh, so probably like everyone you know across the country, we've, we've all been getting little you know tidbits of information dropped here and there um, about when but when uh, we are each going to be told to shelter in place, right? Whether that's our state or communities based on uh, uh, how many, you know, infections are, are going on in that area. So uh, at this point, um, I got word today, we'll see uh, if it, you know, bears to be true or not, that possibly uh, as early as tomorrow uh, that the state of Arkansas uh, may be, told the shelter in place. Now, I'm not too, I don't know, I'm just not getting too wrapped around the axle about I'm just not getting too wrapped around the axle Someone is going to decide what's essential and what's not, but who's that person? Uh, it, it's probably going to be different for each state, but if we have access to essential services, then that means we're going to be allowed to move somewhat. So, uh, I think that it is uh, probably coming soon here uh, and probably in lots of places. So that's what I'm uh, primarily hearing. The only thing, you know, is we listen to all kind of sorts of information. The thing that we got to think about, too, yesterday, Trump comes out and he's talking about hoping to see uh, things get back to normal within a couple of weeks, which is a complete 180 from a few days before that. So... I don't know what tomorrow holds or tomorrow brings, but uh, I would just encourage you all, pay attention. I wouldn't put too much stock in any one thing, but I would also say don't just blatantly ignore things um, because it sounds a little bit outlandish to you. I mean, everything that I hear, no matter how conspiratorial it may sound, uh, I at least give it 
a little bit of attention because that's where we live in. You never know. So that's my two cents. Stu, what's your take on this? Uh, the bit of information with the uh, bit of information that potential lockdown in the next 24 hours. What's your, what's your take on it, Stuart? Well, um, I think it's been coming from, um, if it does happen, I can understand why they're doing it. Um, I just saw an article yesterday about a church congregation in Southern Arkansas where 20 members of the congregation tested positive for coronavirus. Um, uh, that's pretty sad situation. Um, uh, you may have heard in previous podcasts, I live in the Ozarks now. Um, Southern Arkansas is not that far away. Um, but uh, from my understanding of other state lockdowns, they have deemed uh, certain occupations and fields of work as uh, essential and and uh, Northwest Arkansas, from my understanding, is, is a massive uh, economic bubble on its own. And you've got the headquarters of Walmart there. And basically, Walmart is trying to uh, feed the country at the moment. So all those people will be allowed to go to work. And, and um, but for everyone else, Definitely, we don't uh, need to be going out if we can help it. So, uh, like we said in the last episode, take inventory of what you have, and maybe tonight, tomorrow morning, if you can, if in case this this uh, information or this rumor is true, uh, you can stock up on those shortages you may have uh, found out. Yeah, I was just uh, I was going to share that information uh, where you were talking about down in southern Arkansas, uh, Cleburne County, Arkansas, um, population maybe twenty five to thirty thousand people, and they've got twenty seven positive cases um, as of today, and that was one of the local uh, local news reports down there. We're up in the northwest arkansas area we've got a couple hundred thousand people in benton county washington county sebastian kind of that northwest area neighboring uh, oklahoma and i think we've got three to five confirmed cases so a much higher population uh lower tests that are positive and then at the same time a uh i hate to say uh out of the way or or uh, off the off the beaten path area of Arkansas with night with with 27 confirmed cases. So it's just um, I think uh, in in something like this, just from my opinion, the map, the math, the statistics is hard to follow, and you just never know where people are coming from, who they've been in contact with, or or you know or any traveling situations you know we've got an international airport up here obviously Cleburne Arkansas Cleburne County doesn't have a uh, doesn't have an international airport but they've got something going on there where a higher higher uh, percentage of of positive tests the one thing that uh, got me from watching the the uh, what do you call it? You know, the daily briefing, it's the coronavirus press conference basically is what it's become is the, the positive spin that the elected officials want to put on things. 
Um, I know it's good to think positive, but I think a lot of us that are listening here tonight, myself included, I'm sure Matt and Stuart both can, 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 you know, say what they, they believe it's good to be positive. It's better to be prepared and it's better to be, um, you know, common sense dictates, be prepared, stay positive. Absolutely. But be prepared, be, be positively prepared. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk was about what, say we are going into this lockdown the next 24 hours. You're listening to the show tonight and we get it out there live. You listen to the show and it's, you know, 9 30, 10 o'clock on a, on a Wednesday night. What can you go and get? What can you make a mad dash to the grocery store? What can you hit up the Walmart, the dollar general? Um, what are some of the things that that you would recommend for some of the listeners out there to get, uh, Matt, what, what's some of the things you would recommend? Well, hopefully, you know, this, uh, we've seen this coming. So hopefully everyone has had an opportunity to get the staples that we need, uh, to, to basically be on lockdown for a while. So, uh, I'm going to go from the perspective that you've got, pretty much all the staples that you're going to need. So what are some last minute things that maybe you haven't thought about? Uh, I would say some batteries, right? So at, at this point we got all the staples. So let's get some creature comforts that are going to make us a little bit more comfortable with that possible, uh, you know, quarantine lockdown, whatever you want to call it, basically not being able to, to get out and do things. So definitely uh, batteries, uh, whether that's for remote controls, whether it's whatever the case might be, uh, some light bulbs. Uh, in fact, I went and got some light bulbs today to make sure I had plenty. Um, these are supposed to be, you know, however long, 20-year light bulbs or whatever, and they might last 20 months. That's just how it goes. But <laughs> focus on, you know, focus on some creature comforts that's going to make you hunkering down and bunkering in. Uh, a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more bearable. Uh, that would be uh, what I would say. But if I picked one item, I would say go get some extra batteries for your things, double A's, triple A's, nine volts, whatever it is that you, you need and have those on hand. I completely agree with you. Stu, what are some things you would recommend? Yeah, um, man, Matt and I must be from a different mother because I put down food and batteries as my first two things. But then I, I uh, put down fuel. Um, maybe if you've got a spare gas can. I don't expect power to run, uh, go down, but you do have a thunderstorm or something uh, and a transformer blows in your neighborhood, yeah, uh, fill up, up a gas can. Um, medication. So if you have any regular medications, maybe call up your uh, pharmacy and get an extra week's worth uh, of medications. Hygiene products, yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the run on TP and soap and, and hand sanitizer, but who knows, you might be lucky, some, some could still be there. And I tell you what, I'd get a good book or two, that's for sure. A good book, um, some board games, maybe some last-minute hobby supplies or something to keep the mind from uh, 
wanting to wanting to kill the kids. <laughs> well, I think I think one thing you jumped on, or one thing you mentioned, <laughs> is a good and uh, maybe sometimes it's not bad to pick up some bad books to have as some backup TP as well. You know, uh, bad books make a great fire starter, tender, and and the backup uh, TP if if you can't get into the Charmin fights at the, at the Walmart right now. A couple of things I last minute medications, I would make sure I got some Tylenol, some ibuprofen, some Advil, some headache pills, whatever you need. I'm assuming like Matt had said that you've already uh, planned out your, you, you know, this isn't a, this hasn't snuck up on us. We have been talking about this and, and hearing rumors of it. You've been following other media outlets, news outlets, other states are shut down. It, it shouldn't have been a surprise for you. But last minute, it's nice to grab some of those creature comforts, you know, maybe some something you you like it, being prepared. Maybe renew that Netflix subscription or make sure that that Netflix subscription is live. One of the things that I uh, anticipate is if there is this potential lockdown or shelter in place, as I would uh, like more to call it for myself, I don't feel as as uh, intimidated with shelter in place, is how the local municipalities, how local law enforcement, local police, uh, or National Guard, if they're called up, how they might enforce this or how they might um, kind of regulate or deter people from being out. What are some of your thoughts on that, Matt? Well, uh, first I would like to encourage people to remember that, you know, those law enforcement officers, first responders, national guard members, whatever it is, you know, those people, uh, they have a job to do a paycheck to earn and they got a family that they want to go home to. So if we're going out, and they're probably uh, our neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if we're going out, uh, spending a lot more time than we need to out there and when we're interacting with those folks, then we're exposing those people too, right? Possibly. Uh, we don't know if we have it or don't have it anywhere from seven to 14 days. And so um, I would say I would encourage you guys to remember they are the good guys and their intent uh, is to keep people from getting uh, this virus and keep it from spreading. But in terms of enforcing it, I think there's a lot of ways they can do it. Uh, you know, probably the simplest way to do it, and you can scale this up to, uh, you know, the Air National Guard having drones that they can put out uh, at high altitude, uh, simply to where if you're out and you shouldn't be, you know, they could track that and send you a ticket in the mail. Um I know county uh, sheriff's offices uh, ha also have drones. With the reduced flights, the FAA could lift the ceiling uh, for those to be able to operate. Uh, so in that event, they could just have a, a drone in the air, and when they see someone out, they may not even be using checkpoints. They may be using that drone and then dispatch someone to you to figure out whether or not you belong out there. And then, of course, you know, there's the simple, hey, we're going to set up uh, roadblocks and inter intersections of major highways or, you know, shut down interstates, that type of thing. But uh, I, I just want to, again, really quickly to just 
encourage people to remember the people who are out there going to be enforcing that job probably aren't excited about it. And they're our neighbors. They're our brothers, our sisters, our moms, dads, our families uh, that are going to be out there doing that. So consider that uh, before you get too frustrated with those folks for simply trying to do their job. All three of us here tonight are ex-military. We've had to do things we didn't want to do, didn't like doing. It was a job. We did it. It was an oath we took to, yep. you know, support and defend the Constitution of the United States for Stuart, uh, support and defend the uh, bylaws of Australia. I'm not sure if they have a Constitution. I'm assuming they might. But we all— The, at the, end, at the wealth of Australia. Okay, yep. At the end of that, we all came home. We untied our boots. We took off our pants. We got in our civilian pajamas, and, and we were a civilian. So Matt uh, couldn't agree with you more that they are sometimes our neighbors. Maybe we sit next to them in church. Uh, the National Guard guys have normal nine-to-five jobs uh, outside of their, their duty that they're called to. And whenever this settles down, they're going to go back to that, and you're going to see them in, in those same places, you're going to see them at the feed store, the veterinarians, the grocery store. Yep. They they did what they signed up to do and what they're being tasked and asked to do. And I, I commend them for it. As a veteran, I appreciate what they're doing because I don't have to do it myself anymore. The last thing that I really wanted to jump into here tonight um, is how to be better prepared no matter what living situation you're in. And we talked about it just a very briefly last episode, but we I really don't want to overlook those preppers or those survivalists or those people that are just getting into the community because of what's going on around them. They see the need. We've had so many members joining Lone Survivalist Facebook page, and 90% of the new members look like stay-at-home moms, they look like school teachers, they look like cosmetologists, they look like average people working at the grocery store. And that tells me what we're doing here tonight and what we've done in the previous episodes and what we're putting out on the Lone Survivalist Facebook page is a need. It is not a niche. It used to be a niche. Now it's a need and it's becoming more of a common um, tool or a common idea. You know, some, some people around the house have that special knife or that special tool in one of their boxes that they know where to grab it or what to, they know that one is there for any, any job that they need. And we think now that the survivalist community, this prepper community, the, the preparations community is going to become that, that multi-tool. It's going to become that Gerber with all the different tools in your pocket. So Matt, why don't you and Stu talk for a minute um, about the audience out there that, that is getting into the community that is maybe feeling a little overwhelmed by what's going on in, in the world and how they can just, you know, Take a deep breath, slow down, and 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 get involved slowly, rather than just running out and and spending their whole stimulus check. Yeah. So here's what I would say: um, keep this in mind because people from all walks of life and uh, people with uh, all different levels of income, you know, are really starting to see 
the need for preparedness to be something that's uh, really important. So whatever that is, doesn't matter. Um, it takes time, whether you got $10 million or $10 in the bank, it takes time to get where you need to be. So what I would say the first thing for you to do is to start networking. And that networking is really, really important. The, like here, there's a place where they have like uh, a weekly uh, coffee get together at a coffee shop. And people with, you know, the same ideas uh, are going and meeting new folks, uh, getting to know each other, building that community. And here's the great part about that. I've been, uh, I, you know, doing this for a while now. And I can tell you, I don't care how much money you have in your bank. I don't necessarily care how much how much you have stockpiled. What I care about, um, whether or not we're going to be able to align in uh, coming together in an emergency or a long-term uh, situation is what are your morals? What are your ethics? What skills do you bring to the table? If you are a master gardener, guess what? I want you on my team. I don't care if you have a plug nickel to your name. If you know how to garden, how to do all the things with crops, if you can work on small engines, that's all that matters to me. Now you're a valuable asset that is worth me spending some of what I do have stockpiled away, right? So that's an investment uh, that I'm willing to do because you bring something to the table. So I would say get out, start networking, meeting other like-minded people, and don't think that you can't fit into a group because you, you know, lack, uh, you know, a lot of money or a whole bunch of things. That that, that doesn't matter if you bring other value and skills to the table. If everything shut down tomorrow, guess what? I want somebody that can teach my kid. I don't want my kid to grow up to be a dummy. So I'm going to want a teacher. I'm going to want someone that gardens. I'm going to want lots of different skills that get brought to the table. So get out, meet new people. Now's the time to be building those relationships. And the, here's one of the coolest things about that. The longer I've been into this, uh, the more people I've met across the United States and even the world and developed uh, those relationships. And I can tell you, I, I don't even know how many states I can, you know, be in and make a phone call if something happens and somebody's coming to get me because they know all they got to do is the same and I'll come and get them. Or if they've got someone that's really tight in their network that I've never, in fact, this happened uh, maybe not quite a year ago, a buddy in Georgia calls and says, Hey, I've got one of my people, him and his wife, they're just kind of doing a drive across America and they're coming through Arkansas. Can you take care of them? And I said, is he family? Meaning, are you telling me this guy is good to go? And he said, yep, that's all I need to hear. I need to know anything about or his wife other than to hear my buddy say, he's good people. I need you to take care of him. So the guy came, never met him until then, put him up fed them, showed them around the property, had a good visit, and then sent them on their way. But that's a powerful thing. And let me tell you, uh, it's a comfort knowing when you're traveling that your network will take care of you uh, if something does happen. And those relations... It's a community of inclusion. I, I think it's a community of inclusion. It's a community of exactly what you said. Um, I might be really good at at fixing your radio, I might have a, uh, a, 
uh, auto body shop. I might have a, you know, a gas station and you might have another skill. I, the, the way things are going or the way it could go, I don't want to say going, I, the way it could go, currency could become a skill or a bartering uh, capability. What can you, I mean, we revert back to our roots of, I can do this for you. What can you in turn trade or do for me? I, I think I, I'm a, I would almost bet Matt, if you drove from California to New York, and you had a flat tire in each state with the network you have. I mean, that would be some bad luck, but I would think if you had a, a, a flat tire in each state, with the community and network you've got, you could get help in every area or very close. You might be waiting around, but, but they would get to you. They're, they're going to come and get you. They're going to help you. Absolutely. And if let's take, for example, uh, last week, uh, being down in Costa Rica, I know that if something would have happened where we didn't make it out of there, I would have had to made one phone call and my family would have been safe and taken care of. No questions asked. Hey, I need you to go get my family and make sure they're safe. I need to check on them or I need you to take them in, whatever. And there's a lot of comfort in that. I'm just telling you. But that takes time and it takes relationship building. And now is it's not too late to be doing that. It is never too late to be doing that. Now is the time, if you haven't already, to get out, start meeting people and building those relationships and networks. It's all starting right now. I mean, it, daily. When you're looking at Lone Survivalist on Facebook and you see something on there that somebody's asking a question and maybe you can just like that so that you can get that alert or getting that notification whenever that question is is answered or maybe just floating out a question of your own of, hey, guys, how do I do this? How do I get started building a chicken coop? How do I start? Um, building a rabbit run. How do I start my, my spring garden? What seeds do I need? Stu, what's your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to community. So I've got no problem being a moderator on the page and neither do you guys. If uh, someone puts on there, Hey, I'm in this part of America or this part of Australia, this part of the world, is there anyone else there or I want to do a meetup or or something like that? And we've also talked about in our area eventually having a meetup. And and that's the whole reason why the page was named Lone Survivalist, because my mate Matt, when he started the page, he felt like he was the only person. And um, so he wanted to have like a um, an online meetup point for people, like-minded people, and like an online library. So that, that's the point. Um, the point is we're called lone survivalists, but the whole whole way to survive is the best way is to have a team. So you don't want to be the lone survivalist if uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Stu. You want to be able to be prepared to to survive alone, but if you've got a community, you've got a network as backup, uh, you know, that, that says a lot. We all come from that military community. You might go after the individual, but you let me have a chance or you let me get a few minutes to go and get my buddies and then it's game on. And I think that's the way that survivalist community is, is growing. It's becoming 
a need. It's not a niche. The popularity is rising. We're over 13,000 members on the Facebook page. Um, we're growing in members here on the Patreon and it's only going to continue to grow. And we want to grow with that level of knowledge with, with that entire community, because who knows, one of us might be driving out to California, up to Montana, and we, we, we get a, a flat tire. Something goes wrong with the car and we need some help and vice versa. If there's anybody else out there listening and, and they have that same thing, we want them to reach out to their community. It, it is all about building a network, building a safety net. I think we're probably going to close the show um, on this tonight is, you know, getting back to everything that Stuart and Matt said, building that community, building that trust, getting out of that mindset that you're alone, getting into the mindset that I bring a skill or I bring a trade or I bring something to the table that that I'm really good at. We're all individuals. We all have individual talents. There are survivalists that are really good at making fire. There are others that are horrible at making fire, but they can build great shelters or they're really good hunters or they just have a knack with a, uh, with the fishing or they've got that green thumb. And we, if we continue to do that, Stu just made a very point, very good point. Skills, Trump dollar bills, skills, Trump dollar bills could not have could not have said it better, Stuart. That is absolutely true. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to a couple of our uh, podcast um, subscribers out there. Uh, one of our guys that is is joined up at the highest tier. He's at the night of the fire uh, level there. Uh, we got Lance up in Northwest Arkansas. Lance jumped in. Uh, Lance is in the solar industry. So whenever you talk about uh, bringing a skill that trumps dollar bills. If you've got a skill that can keep lights on for people, uh, that keeps mama happy, um, That you're going to get rid of a lot of arguments. You're going to get rid of a lot of flack. So I just wanted to give a big shout out to, to Lance up in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, we'll, we'll call him Solar Lance right now. Um, the yeah. other thing I really wanted to do is just reinforce the fact that patreon.com backslash lone survivalist. We're doing the episodes. It's a dollar a month. We're, we're hopefully creating more value for you than a dollar a month. I mean, dollar a month, you, you walk into Starbucks, you tell them you want a cup of coffee for a dollar. They're going to laugh at you. Um, we hope to bring more value to the table for that. You can get in and listen to all the podcasts for a dollar a month. And then we've got the next tiers that go from there. Really want to invite everybody to share the information, share the, the, the website, share the podcast out there with your friends, family, people that you are going to rely on, people that are going to rely on you. And I'll give the, uh, the closing shot tonight. Um, Matt, why don't you close us down? Give us some parting words here on episode three, 24 hours oh, before the potential lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, whatever comes our way, um, you know, they were hitting on it pretty heavily earlier about the getting positive thing. And I think that's that's a really important thing. Stay positive. Um, whatever comes that's negative, it's coming either way. We'll, you'll be ready to deal with it whenever it gets there. But stay positive. Stay focused. Uh, start building that network. Uh, it's, it's never too late to start doing that. And uh, start doing that internet search for that new information, that new skill, 
and get out in the backyard either by yourself or look kids are out of school get those kids out there make it a joint thing uh take take advantage of the time that we've got couldn't agree more matt Stu. i'm going to close it down where it's uh just just prior to 20 hundred here in the in the ozarks um we'll be coming to you hopefully tomorrow night uh, depending on what's happening in the news and the local community and across the state, we'll be bringing an update to coronavirus 2020 here in the Ozarks. From all of us at the show to all of you, the listeners out there, thank you very much. Lone Survivalist, patreon.com backslash lone survivalist. Thank you very much. <laughs>